Hello everyone, um, this is Relationship Essentials. Welcome to another episode. My name is Pastor Samuel and I'm the founder and leader of this podcast. And we started this podcast to teach people the essentials, the essential things they need or they need to learn to have a healthy relationship. Today's topic is three things or three qualities you are to look for in your future husband. If I'm to rephrase it, three things every man should have if they would be a successful partner for a wife or for a woman. Now, let me go straight into it because for me, the reason why I think knowing what to look for helps you with the process of elimination. Dating is like collecting data, right? And the point of collecting data is to see, is this person compatible with my future? So if you know what data to look for or what data to not look for, it will save you time in the dating process and also help you teach your kids what to look for when they're dating. Now, I'm going to focus on the men today. We're going to have more episodes coming up. Uh, we'll probably talk about qualities that, sh- that you should look for in a woman or in your future wife. But today, we're going to talk about the man. What qualities should a man have for him to be a good husband? Or what qualities will a man have today? And you would know he would be good for you tomorrow, right? Because marriage is not a short-term thing. It is not a trial and error. It's not, let me see if it's going to work. No, marriage is lifetime. So if you're going to make that choice, you want to make sure you are taking or you are choosing someone that you can build a lifetime with. Now, the first quality is this. Number one, if a man is going to be a good husband, if a man is going to be good for you tomorrow, he has to be a disciple of Christ. Now, there is, I picked that particular phrase very closely, very specifically, because most times people say, oh, he should have a relationship with God. Or, or sometimes you will hear people say, um, does he go to church? Does he believe in God? Is he religious? Is he spiritual? And all of those things are great. Sometimes I just believe it's semantics. But overall, the reason why I chose the men need to have, the men need to be a disciple of Christ is this. There are a lot of people that go to church but don't have a relationship with God. There are some people that know how to pray. That when they pray here, it feels like heaven is coming down. But they, are, they have no character. That's not, that person is no good either for you in the future. Or there are some people that believe in spirituality. There are some people that believe in all kinds of things. So for me, I like to say that phrase, disciple of Christ. Because I'll give you, I'll give you three reasons why he needs to be a disciple of Christ. But just so I can just give, paint a bigger picture for you when you're choosing a man is this. Number one, when you're picking a man that is going to be your husband, he's someone that is going to be the leader of the household, right? I know, which is, I'm going to get to that in a second. I know in an age where submission sounds like slavery, but men are wired to lead. Men are wired. Men was designed to be the head of the household. So going back to my three points, why he should be a disciple of Christ and not just um, know God and be religious. One, faithfulness. A man's ability to be faithful to a woman has nothing to do with a woman. I know it might sound crazy, but I'll tell you this. As a woman, controlling or monitoring where your man goes is not what keeps him faithful. Tracking his phone does not keep him faithful. 
Having your friends watch him does not keep him faithful. Nagging, complaining, anything that you think you could do as a woman to make him faithful. Even there are some women that are crazy enough to think, oh, if I put it on him right, if you, if you give him good sex, he's going he's gonna, to gonna be faithful. No, nothing makes a man faithful unless he wants to be faithful. And for me, the reason why a man has to be a disciple of Christ to be a great husband is that, one, he's, the word disciple comes from the word discipline. So when he say disciple, you have to discipline yourself to be like someone. So when they say disciple of Christ, that means that man is disciplining himself to be like Christ. So that means his desire to be faithful to you as a woman or as a wife has nothing to do with you. Not, I'm not saying it has nothing to do because he got into a covenant with you. It's, it's not about you. It's about his relationship with God. That means even when you are not there, God is there because God is everywhere. When, and, and going back to when Adam was created, right, just to give you a little context, everything that God created, God put in a specific environment so that it can thrive. So, for example, before God made the fish, God made water so that when the fish finally comes into existence, the fish will have an environment that is conducive for its growth and its you know, ability to perform at its highest capacity. If you take a fish out of water, that fish will die because it's now in an environment that, is not, that, is, that it wasn't created to be in. When God made the stars, he already made the heavens. Right, the stars belong there. If you take the, the stars out of the sky, they will they will blow up. So everything that God created, God designed it to be in a specific environment where it will be its best self. And Genesis tells us that when God made man, that God put man in the Garden of Eden. I know a lot of sometimes we are, we don't go deep into scripture reading, but Eden was a metaphor for an unbroken. Fellowship with God. Man had Adam, which is the first man. And this is what I always tell people. If you want to know the truth about anything, go back to the first time it was introduced in the Bible. So if I want to know the truth about what a husband should look like, what did Adam look like before he sinned? If I want to, if I want to know what is my, what does a good wife look like, what did Eve look like before she sinned? That is what gives us a picture of what God designed the, the relationship should be. When he first introduced it. So when Adam was created, God put Adam in Eden. Because once Adam is out of Eden, once Adam wants a man, Adam represents man. Once a man is no longer in an unbroken, in, 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 no longer in an unbroken fellowship with God, he is going to kill himself or he's going to harm those around him. And a man that is not a disciple of Christ is going to harm you, he's going to hurt himself. And hurting people hurt other people, and he's going to hurt you. So he has to be a disciple of Christ because his ability to be faithful to you would not come from you. It will come from him being surrendering to another power. The reason why most men struggle today in relationships is because they have not submitted to God. And that leads me to my second point. Submission is easier for a woman when a man is submitted to God. Like I said, in the age where submission is such a profane word people look at submission as slavery the reason why most women kind of shun submission is because they have been abused most women that submitted in the past 
have had men walk out on them, have, have, have had men cheat on them, have had men start another family on them, have had men, you know, you know abuse them emotionally all ki- in all kinds of ways. So that's why sometimes women, I'm not saying all women, but sometimes women are very reluctant to submit is because they feel like they are submitting to the wrong man. And I, I've done this exercise before where I've asked so many women, hey, would you submit to a man? And most women, I'll probably say like 99%, 99% of women will tell you, I will submit to the right one. So what does the right one look like? I'm not saying, look, I, I always tell women this, it don't date a man that you can't submit to. So I'm not for a woman not submitting. I'm just telling you, why will a woman submit to a right man? Because a man that it's easier to submit to a man that submits to God. It's harder to submit to a man that doesn't submit to God. A man that is not that have not submitted himself to God will frustrate the woman. So as a woman, if you're gonna pick your husband, because people always go back to Ephesians, oh, the Bible says the woman submit to the husband. But the Bible also tells the man, love the wife as Christ loves the church. Because leadership, submitting to some, every time there's submission, there's leadership. Submission, leadership, leadership, submission, submission, leadership. So if I'm submitting, it's because I'm trusting that this leader is on the right sheep to take me to the right destination. So if a woman feels like you're not a good leader, she will have a hard time submitting. And if a woman feels like this sheep is going in the wrong direction, she's going to have a hard time submitting. That is what the Bible tells you. A man should also what? Submit. That means the woman can trust him to lead because he, she knows that he's been led by Christ. The third reason why you want to date a man that disciples himself, that is a disciple of Christ, is legacy. You as a woman have a destiny that God has put you on earth to accomplish. And you don't want a man to derail your destiny because he doesn't understand his relationship with God. Because God gives destiny, not a man. You don't look to a man to tell you what you should be doing on earth. God designed us and put that dream in you. So you don't need any man to define who you are. See, sometimes women get in relationships for a man to tell them who they are, what they can do, what they can do, what their potential is, what they're good at. No, that's why last last, um, episode... We talked about learning how to be single. You have to know who you are, whether you're a man or a woman, before you get into a relationship. But legacy is important. You as a woman have a destiny and you're a man. Look, I always tell people, you judge a relationship by the fruits they're producing, not the feelings you have. If a relationship does not produce good fruits, if a relationship does not make you better as a woman, if the man doesn't make you better, he's not the one for you. That's not the way God designed it. And then the, the, the most important thing about legacy how are you guys going to raise your kids? Do you know that studies have shown that the father's role, now everybody, now, not just saying the father's role, the woman plays, but we're talking about men. The father's role in a child's life is irreplaceable. No matter how good of a mother you are, you cannot be a good father. No matter how strong of a woman you are, you cannot be a strong man. So understanding that God has designed children to also have the, the influence of a father. Most women today, most people today, most children are still dealing with the traumas of an incompetent father. Most children today are still dealing with the trauma, with the pain of a father that did not understand his assignment on earth. That is why you want a dead man that is a disciple of Christ because your children need a man. They need a man that will choose them over work. They need a man that will choose them over his feelings. 
They need a man that will say no to certain opportunities because he understands that he has queens and kings at home who are looking up to him to set an example. That is the three reasons. His ability to be faithful, his ability to not frustrate you as far as submission is concerned, and legacy, raising children and helping you accomplish the vision that God has given you. The number one, the number two quality you, should, you are to look for in a man before you get married. Number two, he must, now this is not negotiable, he must have a vision. That means, that, that does not mean money. Like, I know sometimes women have this idea of, oh, I want a man that makes six figures, six foot tall, and have six packs. They say, I heard someone make a joke that that is 666. That's the mark of the beast. That's why most women are finding themselves in trouble. That's a joke. Look, if you could get that. But going back to um, a man having a vision, if you go and date a man because he has money, then what happens when he doesn't have money anymore? Then what, like the relationship ends? Because money comes and goes. I know people that were millionaires 10 years ago that are struggling finding a job today. And I know people that had nothing five years ago who are millionaires today. Money comes and goes. But a man with a vision, a man that knows where he's going, a man that understands his assignment, a man that walks in purpose. Let me tell you, one of, one of, for me, one of, one of the advantages of a man that walks in purpose, a man that has a vision. The Bible says where my people perish because of lack of knowledge. And it says where there is no vision, where there is no vision, people will perish. A different translation of that text says, where there is no revelation of tomorrow, there is no discipline today. People will cast out restraint. So a man's ability to discipline himself today is often compelled by the vision he has for tomorrow. So when you date a man that has no vision, you, you often see him in the club every single Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, clubbing. He works just the club. You will see him entertaining every woman that, that, that everything that walks in skirt. You will see him playing video games all day. You will, like, vision is so important because, number one, it helps give you guys a sense of direction. It helps discipline him. And also, let me tell you something. Men are wired to be achievers. So a man is likely to deal with depression and anxiety if he's not achieving. A man is likely to abuse you if he's not achieving because he needs to feel like a man. And when he's not achieving in the workplace, he will come home and feel like he's achieving by putting you down. So a man that doesn't have a vision will oftentimes try to belittle you so that he can look better. I've heard about men that sabotage their women's, their women's job or their, their interviews so that the woman doesn't get ahead. So vision is important. Adam had vision. Adam knew exactly who he was. Let me tell you another, let me tell you another, another thing. Look, we all have insecurity, but our ability to manage our insecurity will determine if our relationships will be healthy. If a man has a vision for his life, he's not going to run somebody else's race. A lot of people are running somebody else's race, so they're doing what makes money. So you will see a man just getting a degree just because it pays $100,000 a year. But he's... Just because you are in a race doesn't mean you have the grace for the race. Everybody has been called to run a unique, specific race. And when you have been called into a specific race, God also gives you a specific grace for that specific, ra- great, for that specific race. 
And when you run a race that you haven't been given grace for, you will often end up disgraced. So a man that understands, that has a vision, is not going to be comparing himself to another man. He's not going to feel insecure every time you, every time you say hi to someone that's more successful than him. Every time you say hi to someone that looks better than him. Every time you say hi to someone that, that, that threatens him because everybody becomes a threat to him because he doesn't know who he is. Because when you have vision, it's often because, number one, you, you are a disciple of Christ and you have an identity. You are not looking for somebody else. You're not looking for women. You're not looking for money. You're not looking for fame. You're not looking for anything else to tell you who you are. You already know who you are and you know exactly what you've been called to accomplish. The third quality every man should have for you to choose him as your, as your partner. The last one. There's so many, but I'm just going to talk about three. The last one is this. He must have work ethic. Adam wasn't lazy. Many people here think Adam, before Adam sinned, he was just parambulating the Garden of Eden, doing nothing. That is not what he was doing. The Bible said that God put him in the Garden of Eden. God gave him specific instructions he was to cultivate. He was to name all the animals. He was to till the land. God gave man work. Men from the beginning of time have never been afraid of work. So if you have a man that is lazy, women, run. You don't want to be with a man that is lazy. I'm telling you. Because I know sometimes women make decisions off of feelings. Oh, I don't care if you got money. Trust me, you do care. If you don't care now, in two, three years, you will. When you have kids, you will. When you, when you need to buy a home, when you're tired of living in a one-bedroom apartment, you will. You want a man that works, but you don't. Look, the way God has designed things, look, everything great has been hidden behind work. And a man that is, doesn't want to work will never attain greatness because nothing is built overnight. And a man that is lazy is not going to make it. He's not going to achieve anything. And when he has a small life, the Bible says when two become, when two come together, the two become one. So when you're going to date a man that is, that is a nobody, you eventually will become a nobody because you're attaching yourself to someone that is, look, anything multiplied by zero is zero. So you don't, want to make, you don't want to date a zero. You want to date a multiplier. That's what work ethic does. Work ethic takes $1,500 and turns it into a million dollars. Work ethic goes from, look, think about FUBU, selling t-shirts on the streets into a billion dollars. That is work ethic. Work ethic is thinking ideas, staying up, working harder, going that extra mile, doing more than most people are willing to do so that he can live better than most people will ever live. Work ethic. You don't want to date a lazy man. Because look, the Bible says, can two work together except they agree? And the Bible says, bad Communication corrupts good manners. If you're a hard-working woman, why would you want to date a lazy man? It just doesn't make any sense. He's going to drag you down. And there's this thing called the craft in the barrel where your success reminds him that he's not doing nothing. And now because you're successful and you remind him that he's lazy, he's going to try and pull you down so that you can be on the same playing field as him unless not because men that don't work hard are often insecure so they got to bring you a little lower than they are so that they could be a little higher than you so they could feel a little better than themselves. Like I'm telling you, look, you don't want to date a lazy man. I could give you a thousand reasons. And let me tell you something. This is the crazy part. You as a woman, you know you should not date a lazy man. But sometimes you let your feelings get ahead of logic. Three qualities. Disciple of Christ. Number two, he must have vision. 
not money. Don't date a man. If you, if you have a good man today, some of you right now, you have good men in your life, but you are busy looking at the guy that's posting a trip every week on Instagram, not knowing what he's doing for the money. I'm not saying he's doing anything wrong, but you're neglecting the vision that your men have. And you forget, we all watched Acrimony, right? Acrimony, this man had this vision. She stayed and she stayed and she stayed and she eventually left. And he, his idea eventually hit. And now she had to come back and start begging and he, he didn't want any part of it. Date a man with a vision. Find, ask him, where are you going? You, his vision should be more important to you than his bank account. Because that is what your life is going to look like. If his vision is to go and um, open wells in Africa, that means he's going to be traveling a lot. And as a woman, if you don't buy into that vision, guess what? You're going to be lonely at home every day because he's not going to be home. You need to know his vision so you know what sacrifices you would need to make. You will know how you need to, you know, because look, relationships are about bending to each other. You have to sacrifice to fit into where he's going as much as he will have to sacrifice to fit into where you're going. So again, that's the number two vision. And the last one is work ethic. If you meet a man, don't judge him by what he's saying he would do. Judge him by what he's actually doing. Well done is better than well said. And a wise man said, what you do speak so loud, I cannot even hear what you are saying. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you take what you're learning and not just take it for entertainment, but take it and apply. Judge the men that are approaching you. Judge your partner on those qualities and pick on the qualities that I've talked about. And I promise you, those are the essentials you need to have a healthy relationship. See you next episode. Thank you.